everybody. It's Jesse Lynn, and welcome back to the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast, folks. I am so excited about today's episode. First of all, we are entering one of my favorite months of the year as we get ready for Thanksgiving. We're getting into the Christmas spirit, getting ready to shop for the holidays. But one thing that I love about the month of November is that we can give thanks, not just every day, but I think it's really a great month to sit back and look at just how much God has done for us. And I could not think of a better guest to bring on the podcast today than a good friend of mine that we met in Chelsea, Alabama at the Bikes for Kids Rodeo. Folks, I want you to help me introduce and welcome Miss Keela Lowry to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And, you know, first of all, you know, you and I talked about this when we met in Chelsea. This is such a God thing in so many different ways. And I don't find it by coincidence that we got you on the podcast and you and I just happened to take a few minutes to talk at Chelsea. But I want folks to know, okay, who is Keela Lowry. Now, first of all, folks, I'm going to tell you, she owns this amazing boutique called Redeeming Grace, and I love what her cover photo says. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. That's Psalms 107.2. So, Keela, tell us your story. Talk to us. Tell us what's been going on. Okay, well, I'll just start from the beginning. Um, as a child, just grow, you know, I grew up in a loving family, um, but they, you know, drugs and alcohol was a part of their life. And at the age of 18 months old, I was a result of an overdose. Um, And they told my parents that I wouldn't make it, that um, if I did, that I would be in a vegetative state Mm. from, um, but God had other plans. (laughs) Yes, very much so. (laughs) Um, Yes. Um, you know, and it's so crazy to think back, but then, um, as life goes on at a very early age, um, my innocence was taken from me. So growing up, I always felt like I was missing something and I always felt just not good enough and just wanted to just make everybody else happy. Um, I ended up getting pregnant in high school, having a daughter and marrying my high school sweetheart. We stayed together. We had two children together. We just kind of drifted apart and become more friends. And then I met my Mm -hmm. ex-husband. And that's where things really, really took a a toll for me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Took took a turn. (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay. So, you know, statistically, you know, the more that I read and find out about um, domestic violence is all the stereotypes. They are so, they are so true. Um, he was everything. He was going to love me more than anybody ever loved me before. Nobody else could love me like he could, but the emotional and mental abuse started first and so many red flags looking back, just, you know, calling me stupid, calling me fat, but I mean, I weighed 97 pounds. Right. You know, <laughs> Not I even mean, close. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and it was just the the main things that were so I've always heard, you know, the bad is easier to believe than the good. Right. And so by that time he had taken all of my identity. And then six months into our relationship, he had jumped on me for the first time physically. Mm-hmm. And the first time he was sorry, he, you know, was never going to do it again. Um, It never stopped. It got worse every time I would go back. And 
and I'm, I pray that somebody that hears this, that, that that's going through this, knows that they're not alone because I went back so many times. I, w- I would go back and everybody would ask me, why are you going back? Why? And I just, I felt like I could love him enough not to want to hurt me. Right. But that's not the case. Right. Um, statistically, I should not be here by the hands of my abuser. Right. He, um, I've, I have been um, beaten all through the night. I have, you know, guns pulled. I mean, there's so many different things, but there's, so, there's, there's so many people out there to, that you can just reach out to. Um, and I was afraid. I was afraid that, that I would be laughed at, that I would be, you know, made a joke because they do make you believe that nobody's going to believe you, that, that they are all you have. They seclude you in to, um, they just seclude you. It's like you're living in a nightmare that you're never going to wake up from. Yeah. It's uh, kind of um, crazy. <laughs> it is. It is. And, and you know, and I tell my story all the time because, you know, God changed my life. I, I'm going to fast forward just a little bit. Um, so I left and I went to go get my first protection from abuse order. And I went to the city and I won't say the city just for the sake of um, the names. But I went to the city and when I was telling them why I needed a protection from abuse order, they, they were just blown away that I had been living in what I had. So they go straight to the, um, Oh my goodness. (laughs) My mind just went blank. Um, not the, um, I'm so, so sorry. No, girl. No, no. This is so. No, look, no need to apologize here. This is the this is the real authentic piece of it. So and if sometimes look, my train will jump the rail too. sometimes you're like, OK, got to circle back around and pick up the passengers. Where was I? <laughs> yes, um, they went straight to the DA's office right. and the D- the DA immediately picked it up for grand jury. He was arrested. And we were two weeks away from grand jury meeting and it was a small town. I ran into him and because he still had that hold on me, um, he convinced me to go before the grand jury myself and tell them that I couldn't be their witness. And Jesse, I, I remember sitting there that day and crying and shaking my head. No, because every question that they asked me, I was like, how do they already know what's going on and what ha- what he has done, but yet I'm telling them no, because at this point, I was still thinking that I was the only person going through this. Right. I didn't know anything about domestic violence. Right. And the DA, I remember them calling me um, a textbook case. And again, that didn't click till later on down the road. Right. So, of course, the grand jury couldn't do anything. I um, ended up purchasing a home. We didn't have a, we didn't have kids together. So I was I was in that town, me and my kids, and just could not get away from him. Right. So I ended up selling my house and moving to where I am now in Shelby County. Mm-hmm. And um, so he he come down here, and it was December, and we're coming up on five years ago. 
um, he come down here and for three days um, telling me I had no choice because I had in the midst of all this remarried him. My mom had got sick. It was a whole big mess mm-hmm. and remarried him. And so um, five years ago, Thanksgiving, he had jumped on me real bad. And I remember, you know, it wasn't anything any different that had happened before. It was just this time I seen it for my own self. Right. And I was like, he's going to kill me if I don't get away from him. Right. So I remember praying that night and just telling God, like, Lord, if you'll just get me out of here one more time, I will not be back to this town with this man. I will not be back in his house. And so my children come and got me. Um, We come back to Shelby County. I was at my own home. He come down here demanding, you know, that I go back. He would never touch me again. He was... He was going to change. He would go to counseling, and I had my grandchildren, and I had um, my nephew, who I was raising at the time, and um, they were all small, and they had took a nap, and I remember him choking me. Then we go, you know, for three days, he did this, like he would get, he would work himself up. And I don't, the only way I can relate this is if you've ever watched like a crime show where somebody's about to rob somewhere and they start pacing, mm-hmm. that's how he was. And that very last day, I remember texting my old, my son and I just told him, I said, if you will, just come by here sometime periodically. Yep. I know he's got to go back. So if you will just, you know, just come by here, that way um, you can just make sure that we're okay. Yeah. And and I thank God that he did because in that um, that afternoon, after the, a long day of him telling me I have no choice but to come back, you know, I have no choice to do this, and him jumping on me, you know, in between the kids being asleep, um, he... I was holding my daughter, um, my granddaughter, sorry. She was six months old at the time. She's my middle granddaughter now. Mm-hmm. And I was holding her, making her a bottle in the kitchen. And I remember, I don't even know what was said, but he threw a cell phone and it almost hit her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that's all I said to him. And the next thing I know is he, you know, he's punching me in the nose while I'm holding her. Well, my son, you know, here in the South, we like loud mufflers. Yes. <laughs> and I heard my son pull up and, and that was, that was like, that was like angel singing to me right. because I knew, I knew at that moment that he wasn't going to do anything else. But at the same time, I saw my son's life flash before my face too. Right. Because my son, my son walked in, my ex-husband walked out. He left. My son never said a word to me. Come to his room. He got, he got a gun. And, you know, at that point, you know, I'm calling the cops because I, I wasn't a big cop caller on him. You know, like I was so afraid of him. Right. But I also, I knew that something had to had to change. Yeah. Um, so he ends up getting arrested uh, for domestic violence, strangulation, suffocation here in Shelby County. And um, the feds end up going in and getting him, and um, he, you know, is on probation. You know, like, you know, just so much is going on in his life, and I'm staying away from him, even though he's trying to contact me through social media, text, you know, anything that he can. Right. Um, and so down down that path, he did. He ended up. Um, 
causing a lot of things to happen. I, like I said, I'd lost my mom and all of that just a few months prior. So that took me down a road of destruction. Right. And I was at the very, very end. Like I just, I was begging God, just, just please take me. Like I'm just ready. You know, like I have, n- I have no hope. I don't know what you're, you know, what I can do because I, I didn't have an identity. I didn't know who I was. Right. And um, just thinking back, it's just so crazy because God come in and he changed my life. December 20th, well, I'll say December 19th, he changed my life. And December 22nd, I walked out of a church. I walked in one way and walked out a completely different way. Wow. And from that point, when I say God has has just blown me away. I get so emotional because five years ago, four years ago, I'd have never thought that my life would be what it is now. Right. And um, so I had I had already opened up a small clothing store for children. Never, I didn't know anything about boutiques. I didn't know anything. I just knew that that's what I was supposed to do. And I don't know how I knew, but I did. Right. And, um, and I'm just going to say that the Lord was just putting that in my heart. Mm-hmm. And when he changed my life, he moved me to a bigger location and expanded my store. And, and for the past four years, he has done that. I had a, I had a location flood and he just moved me to another store. It just keeps getting bigger and better. I love it. I love it. Yes. Oh, that's oh, that gives me chills. I'm I don't know about y'all, but I'm sitting here with chills and just it's it's amazing what God can do. I'm that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it just blows you away, you know, when you when you feel like you are nobody and you are at your bottom. That's when God comes in and He picks you up and He says, "And now, you know, I'm I'm gonna show you what I can do. Right? If you will just give give me." All of you, I will show you exactly what I can do. And he does. He does so much more than we could ever dream or imagine. Oh, absolutely. You know, when so when you and I first met, of course, Charlie wanted us to meet. So for a little backstory for the folks listening, Charlie Bradford is um, one of the nicest gentlemen you'll probably ever meet. Has a great charity with yes. bikes for kids. And um, we got brought in. I, I got brought in as um, one for the the band each night, but then also for the opening ceremonies. And uh, Charlie had told me on Saturday night, "Hey, I want you to meet this lady." And I'm like, "Well, here's the funny thing: we've already met one another because I went and changed, and I was, you know, kind of looking like a little hoboish here and going shopping." Yeah. <laughs> and, and I said, "It just happened to be we, you know, crossed paths." And um, you know, we sat there and talked about it that night. We spent maybe what thirty minutes just just chit chatting, yes. and <clears throat> excuse me, we talked about how God moves in so many different ways and directions that we don't even think are possible. Let alone, you know, within an arm's reach, or like in our case, you and I were standing right in front of one another. And it's, it's, it's just amazing to me, you know, I, when, when we first met and you sent me your testimony, your, your pin post on your personal profile, one, I love the fact that you are your own living, breathing testimony and you're not afraid to share this story. That is, that is the, just, that's gold. That's amazing. And I, and I hope 
that if someone is listening to this today and hears this story, here's the thing. You you have the courage to do what you need to do. And it, it'll come to you through the Lord, but you've, you've got to ask him for that help. But what I love about this is, you know, you, you talk about your story and you even put in the pen post questions that you had, like, where was God in all of it? Where is he now? Yes. You know, uh, shattered hope. You talked about broken dreams and things that just seemed like they were so, so far away. But then I love what your second sentence says. And I mean, it stands out by itself and it says, his truth says this, he was there in the midst of it all. That just, <laughs> that sentence alone just it rings within my inner core because, you know, though I may not be a, a victim of domestic violence, we all have our own battles that go on within our own lives yes. and in various forms. And that alone just it rings to the inner core and saying, you know what, God's always there whether or not we acknowledge him as our choice. And the fact that you you know, that day you just said, God, I will need out of this. I need you. That's those three simple words. And he's like, I got you. You know, I got you six. I got you 360. (laughs) And then just to see and hear what he's been able to do, not only just with, with, with you, but with your business and how, you know, you and I had talked about, um, some folks that you've come in contact with, you know, and it's, I I don't find this by coincidence. Our message this morning at church was, you know, who's going to find out about Jesus through you? Are you doing what you're called to do, which is going and making disciples of all nations? And our, our pastor challenged us, you know, is it going to be your closest friends that know Jesus because of you? Is it going to be your family? Is it going to be a perfect stranger walking in on the street? Who is going to know about the gospel because of you? And I know you and I had talked about that um, at the rodeo, and I'd, I'd like for you to kind of expand on that a little bit. You know, we, we've you dug the trenches, you got out of them, you you know, the Lord's helped you get here. You've got this amazing boutique, by the way, folks, if you're looking for pretty much anything, babies, tweens, juniors, ladies plus, whatever, yeah, y'all need to go check her out um, <laughs> because she's got some amazing stuff. But, you know, tell us how this journey in, in having a boutique, you said you had no experience. Tell us how that's looked. How has God led you and kind of directed your path in this? Oh, he has put so many amazing people in my life to help teach me. If it's not just, I mean, him teaching me himself, the Holy Spirit, you know, just teaching me. He has led so many people my direction that I have the honor to pray with. And I find that such a privilege and an honor because I'm just, I'm just a normal person like the next person. I'm, God doesn't have favorites. That's right. And, and just, you know, being able to, to tell somebody that God hasn't given up on you, yeah. that you still have a story. If you woke up today that you still have a story, it makes it so great. Mm-hmm. And yes, I knew the night that I met you that it was divine encounter. Oh, I knew definitely. that. <laughs> Woo, um, <geez>. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and this year it didn't look like it did last year for me, and I was kind of questioning, like, God, you know, like, 
but, you know, regardless of what it looks like, I'm going to have faith and trust you. And then, you know, here I am doing this podcast and it's not about me. It's about getting his message out. That's right. 100%. Yes. 100%. Um, but I, I mean, I, like I said, you know, just learning and just letting the Lord lead you and guide you. Um, when you first get saved, you think that you're ready to conquer the world. <laughs> you know, you, you want everybody to know that you've gotten saved, you know, that God has changed your life and you think that, okay, I don't, I don't even need to read the Bible. Like I've got this, right. you know, but right. it does, you do go through seasons. Um, yes. I would, I would be wrong to sit here and say that, you know, there's not different seasons that you go through, but in those, in those dark seasons that you feel like God is not with you, he's closer to you. And in those seasons, he is producing more oil, more anointing to flow through your life because we are all here for a purpose. Absolutely. 100%. And Yes, and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. And I mean, you know, um, I've, I've went through depression, you know, something that, um, that a lot of people deal with. And, mm -hmm. and it hurts my heart that it's not more spoken about. It's the same thing with domestic violence. It's, it is the least talked about crime in the United States. Right. And, and it needs to be talked about more because it's happening in our schools. Yes, in our neighborhoods, in our families, and people don't know. Yeah, they don't. Everybody, um, it's it's a closed door topic. It's uh, you know, the don't ask, don't tell type mentality, and right. it's it's unfortunate because, you know, you said something just just in that little excerpt there. You know, you talked about you battling depression, and we often look and be like, God, why, why am I going through this? Why am I going through this painful trial in this season of my life? Why? can I have this? Why this, that, and the other? And then later down the road, you may see somebody that, okay, they may not have what I would call the pocketbook story, which matches yours, but the right. feelings, the emotional stress, the emotional toll, the spirituality stress, um, maybe physical stress, if, if it is a domestic violence case, or if it's anything, um, you know, just being overworked and just outpaced by our society. You now, again, like you talked about, have the capability to assist this person with God's word and fill their cup. And, you know, it's interesting. I, I find myself in, an, in a very um, special place right now with my walk with the Lord and you know, learning how to properly fill cups. And what I mean by that is, is by pouring into those who need it the most and who he lays on my heart to pour into. And just that, that split second inkling of this person needs help um, or yes. this person just needs an encouraging word. Um, but then also he's teaching me how to be careful of those who take what is not rightfully theirs. And so it's funny because just the other day I had swapped my screensaver on my phone to stop filling cups that leave yours empty. And mm -hmm. you, we, we talk about in, in so many things in the Bible talk about, you know, pouring into others, but 
also guarding your heart and your mind against the wiles of the devil, because we know he can come in through some of our closest friends, relatives, um, people who you think may care the most about you. And then they may say something that's hurtful or um, just, in your opinion, degrading, um, depending on the day. And 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 sometimes those can be the deepest and sharpest cuts. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I have learned um, and I used to say in something about people taking stuff that's not rightfully theirs is something that I've been dealing with in a season, you know, um, but at the same time, I know that, that God will, you know, reward, you know, if, if, if we don't give up in, um, in these seasons and find out like why, you know, we don't always know the why right. or the circumstances, but yes, um, I'm sorry, I got so twisted up in how I was gonna say that. No, but. no, this this is this is what we love about this podcast. It's authentic. There's no, you know, retakes unless I have a technical malfunction, <laughs> which has <laughs> happened before, or I've accidentally hung up on somebody, and that was my oops. So the only time that that you know, for the folks listening, this this is one take. This is it. There's no, you know, really redos in in this one, and. It, it It is. It's so amazing to see. And, and I guess this is what intrigued me so much about your story was that most people don't see the change until years later. And yours was like you said, you walked into the church that day and you walked out of it a completely different person. Yes, that is something that is, you know, not many people talk about miracles anymore, but I consider that a miracle in itself because it's like you said, you would put yourself on this path of self-destruction and, you know, you're, you're just like, I'm done. I quit you throwing in the towel and this, that and the other. And, and I love again on your post that you have pinned, but God, but yeah. God <laughs> is the reason why. This is happening, and 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 even today's conversation. And I don't find that a happenstance, especially with everything that we see going on in the world today. Um, people need to hear the good news about what what's waiting for them when you make that decision um, to trust God. And and again, our our message series in church right now is in God we trust. And it's like, okay, do you really trust Him with everything? Let's get real. That's right. Have you That's right. given him every fiber of your being, everything that involves you, the people you're surrounded by? Have you given him everything that you can possibly give him to take care of? And if not, then guess what? You've got a little bit of soul searching, but what's what's nice is he's there. He's not going to just say, "Okay, figure it out, little baby bird," and you know, hope you fly. That's right. right. <laughs> you know? He he does not require us to go get a shower and then come to him and say, "Okay, we're clean now. Can we talk to you?" Right. Um. He is. He forgives us immediately, and um, we had camp meeting this past week, so I had a double dose of being poured into this week, and I loved how the Lord just spoke to me and every one of them, but. Something really spoke out. Um, um, she's she spoke on uh, regardless faith, yeah. and regardless of how things are going to turn out, God, I'm going to trust in you mm-hmm. because he he um, 
he does. He he takes all these people that are in the Bible. I mean, those are not just stories. Those those really happen. Yeah, those are lessons. Those are yes, those are things that we live by. And he will take his Bible and, and take his word and and read it. And even if people that are not a Christian are are still on this search for for spirituality. Yes. Very much. Everybody so. is is looking for a spiritual connection on some on some some path. Form or level. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's funny. Um, regardless faith, I I like that. And uh, yeah, the way our our pastor put it this morning was trusting God in spite or despite the pain. You know, are are we willing to take the risk? that is required to trust God because I'm sure okay you 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 touched on it when when you had the realization of I've got to get out of this and you felt like the Lord was putting this boutique on your heart you had no idea what's going to happen you had no oh, clue no. and and you're just like uh, and at that point all you can do is trust him because you're like I don't know <laughs> And and that is the truth, and that that has been my life for for the past four years. Is you know, Lord, I'm gonna trust you, regardless of this season that I'm in. I'm gonna trust you. I I may you know um, something that I felt like I should say. Um, you know, God brings people into our lives at different times, and and a lot of times it's just for a season. And a lot of times it's going to be, you know, for for a lifetime. But at the same time, you've got to learn to discern and work out your own salvation because not everybody is meant to sit at the table that God's prepared for you. That is right. That is 100% right. And I just, wow, can we pass the offering plate? I'll go ahead and start playing some gospel hymns now in the background. And uh, <laughs> well, we're going to pass the offering plate, everybody. Make sure you, you know... <laughs> Do do this on your way out. It just, it's amazing at, you know, and again, you, you can sit back and you can now see the veil that's been removed from your eyes over the past four or five years. And you now see all of these amazing things that he's had in store for you. And what I love about it is, you know, you probably didn't have a timetable for starting Redeeming Grace Boutique or probably for yourself. You may have had some goals that kind of set you to a time limit, but would I be correct in saying that, you you know, maybe your goals were, were less than magnificent than what Redeeming Grace is now? Oh, yes. My, my goals were gone. Like I had no, um, I was down to no hope, um, you know, the, when I first become a mother, my my only goal was to be a good mother and to raise children that were, you know, good children. Um, and then all of that was even, you know, wiped away because my identity had to be in my ex-husband. And right. then when God changed my life, I mean, I would have never thought. And I know that it's going to be, he's going to keep just expanding and multiplying because it's all about, you know, it's about his kingdom and, you know, my goal, my biggest heart's desire is to have a place for 
for abused women and children and men, you know, because it's not just women and children that get abused, it's men too. Right. Um, so, and, and I know that in time that's, that's going to happen. Um, yeah. And the Bible says a man without a vision perishes. Yeah. So we need to have visions for ourselves, set, set those visions up. And anybody that may be listening today and you feel like you are at your bottom and that there's no hope, I assure you, you may have a different story than mine and Jesse's, but we all have a story yeah. to tell. That's, that's we, right. we all do. Well, I, I, I love I love the way you put that and, and talking about you know, you, you have to have that vision and you have to have that dream. And I went back, it just made me think of something. I'm actively researching my own definition within the podcast, right? <laughs> so uh-huh. here I am re- revisiting, <laughs> you know, what was developed in ironically 2021, which is the year that you posted your pin post that you keep at the top of your profile page. So again, don't find that very ironic either. Um <laughs> But, you know, and, and I jump back to, okay, why did we create this podcast? Well, it's asking the question, are you a dream catcher? There's two metaphorical reasons behind that. Okay, one, yes, what is a dream catcher? Well, if we're talking about the physical art decorative piece, you know, we're talking about what Merriam-Webster defines as the circular frame net with a hole in the center um, that is used by some American Indian tribes to help block bad dreams and catch good ones. Okay? Right. But then... The way that I interpret that is, okay, have we been able to deflect the bad things or enemies or those who wish to do us harm? Have we been able, with God's strength and power, to deflect those and catch what is meant for us? And I guess that really just throws everything into perspective of, you know, are you a dream catcher? And, and it's more than just catching your goals or your dreams. It's, no, are, are you truly walking in who you are faithfully, which I, I'm sitting here talking to you. Yes, that's the, that is you 100%, girl. Let's keep going. Um, Thank you. And it just, it refreshes my heart so much to hear someone and hear your story of how you got so low and so down to the bottom, but yet look at the mountain that you that God has put you on, and He's helped you climb it and conquer it, and still are conquering it. I mean, that just blows my mind, and it's absolutely amazing, one hundred percent amazing. Is. It still blows my mind. I mean, there's some days I'm I just think and look, and all the. All the opportunities that I've had, you know, I've, I've been able to speak at places and, um, and like I said, just, you know, you don't just coincidentally meet somebody. No. Um, you, God has everybody's divine encounters and the night that we met was a divine encounter and we both knew that within minutes of talking. Absolutely. I, it, it was just... It was one of those moments in time, you know, like you see in the movies. I love movie references of where you see two people that are stuck in like a major crowd and everything else is going on around them, hustle, bustle, but all that's focused on is that conversation or that encounter. That's kind of how yeah. I felt that night. It's like, okay, you and I are sitting here having this conversation and nothing else going on around us really mattered at that point. I don't even remember hearing what was going on around us. It's like all that was there was you and I in like this little meeting room. <laughs> you 
Yes, yes, it was so amazing. It was it was great, and I just I commend you. I mean, what what a story and what a testimony and and what I love about it. If you're familiar with the song that actually talks about, you know. He is, and testimonies are the living, breathing testimony of his work. Yes, yes. And, I mean, you are just a walking, shining example of what God is, the love he can shower upon people, and what gifts he has to give you. Uh, it, uh, girl, I am... Oh, let's go to church. I'm ready. When are we going? <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Um, I, I love church. I love Jesus. I'm just honored. Like, you know, um, I don't, I don't ever um, want to, you know, I don't, I want to be that, that Bible version, you know, like people talk about um, different um, translations of the Bible. Yeah. But, you know, in the Bible there and in, in the different translations, there is only, you know, a few words that are different. So I try I try with my whole heart to walk in, you know, what Bible version am I, you know, yep. as, as other people see in me. I try to walk with integrity because I owe Jesus my everything. I owe him everything. Absolutely. One hundred, one hundred thousand percent all the way across the board and it was it's funny um you know you hear the phrase often of practice what you preach yes well no really the way that that should go is you need to preach what you practice if you're truly living and walking in the way god would have us walk and you are doing just that one i mean just all the way and and that's you and Thank him you. that is you and yes, him this is him i'm just i mean you know i'm just so thankful to be on this ride with him and and I'm thankful to be able to tell people about him. And, um, you know, like I said, it just humbles me. I'm, I'm just so thankful. Well, the Bible talks about, you know, if you will humble yourselves and come before me, I'll restore your land and heal your places. You know, yeah. it, it just, huh, we could sit here and talk for hours. We really <laughs> yes, could. We could. We really could. Yes. But I can't believe it. We are already at like 38 minutes. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. We, I told you this would be easy, folks. She was a little nervous on this conversation. She's like, ah, I'm like, look, the best part is, is we're not video recording. So we can look like messes in our pajamas and do this from the comfort of our own homes. Because trust me, on my day's home, I don't want to have to put on a full face of makeup. So trust me, you are good on that one. <laughs> I was, uh, I know you probably could hear when I first started, like my heart was about to beat out of my chest. This is my first. <laughs> podcast so I'm so honored and thankful to be on and and you know if you would have asked me if I was ever going to be on a podcast no I would have never dreamed that but because of God and his grace and his mercy I was I was destined to meet you and and I'm just thankful well I have a feeling this is just one of of many many more to come and um, I actually have a good friend of mine um, that she's been on our podcast a couple of times female entrepreneur just I mean one of the you know biggest and baddest people you will ever meet just talk about she aggressively goes after her goals and her dreams and has built this amazing empire she now has a new podcast so I'm going to throw your name in a hat because I think she needs to get you on and and you two need to make a connection because um, it, it may be beneficial for all parties involved <laughs> 
Right. Yes. Yes. And <clears throat> I just think this is the first of many, many great things to come, not only for for you, but just out of this friendship and out of the the one chance, you know, off chance meeting at a rodeo in Chelsea, Alabama. I mean, you can't get much more Southern and country than that, right? <laughs> Right. That's it. <laughs> well, really quick, um, I would, I do want to um, give some props here to uh, the Redeeming Grace Boutique. Can you tell everybody, first of all, how can we find you? Um, how can they keep up with what you're doing and all the things that has to do um, with you in the near future? Okay. Um, well, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Facebook Redeeming Grace, my face, my put my Personal Facebook, uh, Facebook is public, so Keila Lowry, and then on Instagram is redeeming underscore grace underscore boutique, and I post on there, working on um, website right now. Awesome. Um, that's, been, that's, been the, that's been the hardest right now, is yes. trying to sit down and get that tra- taken care of. Yes. But I post everything um, when it comes to the store and things that we are doing and helping with the community. I love it. I love it. This is this is fantastic. And when you get that website posted, let us know and we'll make sure to update everybody, not only on the, the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast platform, but ours as well. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me on. I'm so honored and thankful. Well, you are, girl, you are so welcome. And thank you for taking the time to sit down and join me for, you know, I feel like we should have done this one in person because we could have had a cup of coffee and we could have sat and chatted much longer than this probably would have had about a whole five episode piece made out of it but um we just appreciate you guys and again if it's not for your stories this podcast would not exist so i just appreciate you taking the time to um share that with everyone we we really appreciate it thank you well folks this is the be a dream catcher podcast and you are listening to it right here from wherever you may be in the world we thank you guys for joining us today make sure you saddle on up Head on down the trail a little bit. We'll be meeting you guys back the 1st of December with a brand new podcast episode right here, right now. I'm your host, Jesse Lynn, signing off until next time. We'll see you on the trail.